How much debt do you have? 255 million, something like that. Does that not stress you out? Name anybody that you've had on the podcast that actually has real wealth. Not like I'm worth a couple million bucks. Sure. They all have debt. That is a powerful thing. I think maybe Hormozy has been the only person without debt. He's gonna yeah, buy but that, that was cash. just the stress. It wasn't even like a financial decision. I don't think he's debt opposed. He was just like, oh. all right. Well, you know, that's interesting because we talk a lot about debt. We have lots of questions about debt. How much should I get? Where should I get the debt from? When I'm buying this property, should I pull money out of this property and get more debt to buy that property? So we get a lot of questions about debt. So let's talk about some of the points here that, that I think are pretty interesting. So first of all, in terms of anyone that has achieved significant financial success, most of them have borrowed money and have used debt to do that. Now, I didn't say use debt recklessly to do that or did not use debt strategically to do that, nor did I say they didn't learn lessons along the way with how much debt to have and the double-edged sword that debt can be. But he is right in general about that. And then the question really becomes, and, and you know they they said, well, aren't you stressed out about that? Two hundred and fifty million plus in debt. Aren't you stressed out about that? And he really wasn't stressed out about that. And most people that even have that much debt or more are not if if they've got one thing going, and that is a idea on what their balance sheet looks like. Right. And a balance sheet's really just a you know kind of a corporate term of network. When we look at how much debt we've got on our stuff. I know exactly how much debt we've got on our stuff. I also know how much our stuff is worth. So I already know what our balance sheet looks like. Here's how much we own, here's how much we owe, and the difference is net worth. And the same goes for every company. You've got value of the company, less liabilities, debt of the company. And if you have a really nice spread there, you're feeling pretty comfortable. Whether you've got debt of a million, or a billion dollars, if you've got a nice amount of equity there, you're not really going to have any problem right. um, with debt. The key though, is making sure you understand what your balance sheet looks like and making sure you're making decisions, especially when it comes to debt, to uh, be very strategic about it, knowing what your either personal or your corporate or company balance sheet looks like. And I think it, uh, the other thing they mentioned is Hormozy um, doesn't borrow money because of the stress. Um, and I think there is a stress level to borrowing money. Um, do you think in multifamily real estate, there's, you know, is, is there a certain level of, um, you know, LTV to mitigate the stress, you think? Um, so when you say LTV, for those that may not know what that is, that means loan to value. That's what you mean. Yeah. So in other words, how much of the property's value do you borrow? Right. You know, there's the no money down guys. Let's yeah. borrow 100%. Uh, and then there's the real conservative people. Let's borrow less than 50%. And so my sweet spot is around that 50 to 60% range loan to value. That's my sweet spot. And that's my sweet spot for a couple of reasons. Number one is, and you mentioned it, it mitigates the risk substantially. So in case things go sideways, in case things take longer than you think, in case things come up that you're not think pandemic or whatever, in case things come up, you know, the less money you've got borrowed, obviously the better off you're going, uh, you're going to be. That's number one. Number two, uh, and here's a little secret. 
The less money you borrow, the less of a chance you have to sign what's called a personal loan guarantee. Right. And many that are watching or listening know what that is, but if you don't know what that is, most lenders, either uh, corporate or private, when you borrow money, in addition to the property, in our case, we're talking about multifamily property or business or whatever, being collateral for the loan, they'll also put this little sheet of paper in front of you that uh, has the heading of personal guarantee. And what that sheet says is, oh, by the way, um, you also have to sign and guarantee your personal assets for this loan too. So if things don't work out, we not only get the property, if we have to foreclose, we not only get the business and the assets if we have to foreclose, we then get to go after your personal assets to make us whole. Right. Now, I don't know about you. Well, I know about you. You don't like it. I don't like it. I haven't signed a personal loan guarantee in years and I won't, okay? Why? Because of the amount of money that we choose to borrow the lower the amount, in our case, the sweet spot's 50 to 60% of our purchase price, the more that means that lenders will be, you know what, you've got a lot of skin in the game here, so we're not going to require a personal loan guarantee. That's another reason why I do it, which kind of relates to what you're talking about with Hermosi's deal with, you know, it stresses him out. That definitely reduces the stress quite a bit. If you enjoyed this video and you want to make multifamily a bigger part of your investing world, make sure you click here on this video to discover the three easy ways to invest in and own your own multifamily property.